When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Friends From Work, a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am your co-host, Kyle Sconowill, and I'm joined by my friend, Robbie Earl. Robbie, how are you today? Hello, I'm doing well today. I uh, am coming live to you from a farm in the (laughs) middle of Arkansas, Kyle. So on the ground here, let me know if you have any questions. I can answer. It's so some of fitting them. <laughs> for an episode where we're going to be talking about cutting edge new things and technology that you're on a farm. <laughs> well, um, you know, just makes it kind of fun. After Age of Ultron, I was just really inspired to kind of go full Aww, Hawkeye the farmhouse. Yeah, you know. Um, so here I am trying to get away from all of the uh, turmoil of the modern world. For our listeners out there, just because you may find this kind of interesting, this podcast and where Robbie has been recording from has been just absolutely absurd. (laughs) We started this podcast in the most crazy era of Robbie Earl's life ever. (laughs) Literally, we've recorded from, I'm in Nashville this entire time, but Robbie's been in what? Little Rock, Austin, Dallas, London, a hotel in London, France. Yep. Like it's getting comical at this point. <laughs> and uh now, you know and now a farmhouse. Now a farmhouse. So if you hear any uh if you hear any ducks or, or goats or chickens <laughs> in the background, don't be alarmed. That's just, just a new Rob. normal. <laughs> um so when we first started this podcast, we promised that we would one go back and go through our favorite films in the Infinity Saga, which we are doing. Yep. Two We said we get into some interesting discussions that a lot of Marvel fans have, which we have been doing with some of our Marvelettes. But also, Robbie, Uh our third thing we promised was that we would be projecting what might be happening in the MCU going forward. Maybe a little news. So today, we have another What's New in the MCU episode for you (laughs) <laughs> That's I'm thinking more like a bam, 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 bam. Uh, there you go there you go <laughs> and we're coming to you live from the news episode the news um so where do we want to start there's actually been a lot of cool things coming out all of a sudden the last few weeks so we felt right. compelled to do this right time to check in well I mean just um recently we had the new Black Widow trailer drop which is exciting uh we we actually didn't get a chance to talk about the first one when it dropped a few months ago. So I'm glad that we kind of get to unpack this one. What were your initial thoughts after watching the the new kind of extended look at Black Widow? I am very excited. However, I am reserved because of the timeline this falls under. Right. Just because I know what happens to her, it's always unique whenever you go back and make a movie that fills a gap. This is kind of like Rogue One in that facet sure. where like... We kind of already know Black Widow's ultimate fate, so you got to make a movie that's still really interesting, even though we know that. Right. So 
This is the kind of movie that could actually make Endgame even more impactful, which I love. And I'm curious to see kind of how that works. And if it does work, like I would love to get even more movies like that, you know, put them back into the Infinity Saga, kind of like we've talked about before. Yeah, I agree. Do we know that this takes place like during Civil War? I, I From what I've seen, this takes place immediately after Natasha's last scene in Civil War. I think in our rewatch order, from what I can tell, and you know, you never know how it starts and ends and kind of exactly where it lines up, but from what's come out so far, I would think it would go between Civil War and Black Panther. Exactly where it falls could be really fun because I remember when I was watching Rogue One, one of the coolest things about it was you knew it took place between episode three and four, but then the very last scene of Rogue One ended up being like the very literal first scene of episode four, and that blew my mind. Right. I have chills now thinking about that could be really cool to like if it not just that it falls between that period, but what if like the last scene is like Infinity War beginning or something? I know. You know, or, I know. Because I mean, because that, that could is, be a really fun time. And that's, you know, I, I don't want to get my hopes up too much because I haven't seen a ton of chatter about the Secret Avengers stuff. Um, but that's really what I've wanted to get out of this movie because, you know, like we just don't know a lot about what was going on with Natasha and Cap and Sam while they were on the run in between Civil War and Infinity War. And so I, I would love to get a, some kind of look at that. And I have to think that we'll get something. But I do think, if nothing else, you know, as we said, I think on our first um, news episode, Robert Downey Jr. is supposed to make some kind of cameo that is supposed to be recycled footage from Civil War. So I that does make me think that, you know, this is literally, you know, right after, like, the scene after Civil War ends. Um, so that's kind of cool. Well, and does it give us a little more impact to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the show? Oh, yeah, great point. Just because we saw them so much, you know, those could be really tied. We don't know that, yeah, but maybe. But you would think so, I mean, because there has to be a reason that those are releasing when they are, you know, like, I don't think that any of that is by accident. <laughs> it's funny. Some of the stuff we're talking about is news and some of it is just us theorizing and conjecture. So sure. <laughs> to everyone out there listening, just be, those are separate things, but yes, I am excited about it. I know the taskmaster suit design has been a hot button topic amongst some comic book people. Again, I'm not one of those people, right? I was just pumped to see taskmaster because do you know why? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> because of the Spider-Man video game yes, on PS4. Yes. Again, to tie in a previous episode, that game is so good. It still haunts me. I love it so much. Yeah. I actually just sold a bunch of my PlayStation games, but I didn't sell that one. Just because it's still <laughs> fun to like open it up oh, it's and so swing fun. around. Yeah. I like have withdrawals. Like I didn't take my PS4 with me to France. And so I've just been like, I've been itching to get back into some web slinging, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, Taskmaster has a little cameo in that game. Right. That's not really spoiling much. Um, so that's my knowledge of Taskmaster. So that was kind of fun for me to see that. Yeah. Um, in this new trailer, you get to see a better glimpse of him, kind of the fighting style yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, you know, when the first trailer dropped, I know that there was a lot of backlash. I mean, I say that within like a very niche community, there was backlash about the Taskmaster appearance because he does have sort of an iconic costume with like the skull mask and the hood. And based on what we saw in this latest trailer... I actually like the costume a lot more than I did based on the first glimpse. And, and I don't know if we're seeing different iterations or if it's just kind of a different angle or what it is that I'm seeing. But I feel like it's it's an, kind of another example of Marvel 
you know, modernizing and making like a little bit more realistic a version of a costume that's in the comics. Like it's not quite as true as, you know, we've talked about getting with like Hela or Mysterio. But I think it's still cool. I think it kind of fits the the Winter Soldier vibes that we've that we've talked about liking when it comes to Black Widow. So I like that. Um, you know, I'm curious to hear I, what's that. I also love that you brought up that it's a very niche community because yes, remember that 80 percent of people just see the trailer and think, oh, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. They don't know anything about the you know like me. And the second thing I wanted to follow up with is we don't theoretically know much more about that design. So before you jump on it, like maybe he grows into the skull mask. Totally. Maybe that's the first scene of the movie. And like part of his, you know, like scars is he gets a different mask or something. We just don't know yet. So it's not worth freaking out about to me. No, that's totally true. Um, Because like, for instance, Malekith, (laughs) I've got, you know, I've got to bring a Malekith. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Malekith in the comics is identifiable because his face is like split down the middle, black and white, essentially. Um, Or like, you know, depending on who's drawing it, like dark blue and light blue, whatever. Um, Black and blue. Anyway. Well, remember that Marvel literally made a guy with a fishbowl on his head look cool? So let's give them the benefit of the doubt. and, (laughs) And my point is here, and if you had looked at the at the character design based on the trailers for Malekith, you wouldn't have seen that. But then, you know, halfway through the movie, Thor hits him with the lightning and half of his face gets blackened. Right. And so he winds That's up. That's my point. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, yeah, it's a great point. You never know what's going to happen. That said, I would be curious to hear if we have any listeners out there that feel especially strongly about this, that love the design and don't love the design, hit us up so we can kind of see how much of that niche community is following friends from work. Um, my last thought with this movie in particular before I move on yeah. I am going to be fascinated to see how much does this movie tie into the Infinity Saga just because will it be so tied in that eventually you could watch this movie post-Civil War in a rewatch I would love that yeah I know me too I hope it does kind of add to that um, legend if you will yeah I my last thought um, is just kind of as we're nearing the Oscar ceremony I think it's kind of crazy to think that we now have two Oscar-nominated actresses showing up in Black Widow with Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh. Totally. So that's kind of a big thing. So congrats to them. That's kind of fun. Yeah, that's exciting. Marvel, you know, again, Marvel's always done a great job of assembling talent, but it's fun to have some of the folks that have kind of, well, on, in Scarlett Johansson's case, poured a lot into this franchise. It's fun to see her uh, kind of rewarded by the Academy as she continues no to doubt. make different films. And it's fun to see them getting young, you know, recognized talent with Florence Pugh, who who knows, maybe she's going to be a new addition to the MCU. Moving on to the next stop in our What's New in the MCU. Yes. Did you see this crazy, weird, Morbius trailer? Yes, I did. So I didn't think I'd be starting this episode today talking about something that's not fully MCU, but I need to ask you, like, I'm so confused what's going on here. So if you I haven't seen this trailer, is. it's like a Sony production, correct? Just like Venom. Yep, yep. It's but exactly in association like Venom. with Marvel. And now at the end of the trailer, two things. You get a cameo from Vulture. And I'm like, wait, what? And the second craziest thing is there's a quick shot 
of a picture of Spider-Man and he writes like murderer on it and you can tell he's mad. Yeah. But the exact picture they're using in that trailer is Spider-Man from the video game again. The same video game I'm referencing. But yeah, in the old yeah, suit. Yeah, in the in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy suit, like in that costume, but like, are from they just the game. Playing with our head and then if this is actually going to become canon and if we get a cameo which is rumored to maybe happen by the way from Tom Holland. Right. If we get that, how in the world are Marvel and Sony going to keep this all together, adding these other movies as well? I don't know that, but I also have one other part I want to follow up on. Yeah. I, again, I'm so happy for the video game that it gets a shout out. <laughs> the video game is that good, people. But there's a new Spider-Man video game coming out later, probably this year, maybe early next year, 2021 possibly. But there's also an Avengers video game coming out. And I say that all to say there's rumors that maybe Marvel's about to start a Marvel video game universe, basically MVGU instead of MCU. <laughs> and I just find this all fascinating that A, if they can pull that off, and it'd be separate from the cinematic universe right, for right. sure. But but just that now they're kind of like blending all the lines with this Morbius trailer, including a shot from the video game. What? Yeah. Well, and and for those of us who do follow these video games, actually very recently, um, the folks behind the Avengers game that was set to release in May announced that has been pushed back to September 2020 um, because they're putting some finishing touches on that. But yeah, I mean, even, I think whenever the Spider-Man game was announced, Bill Rosaman, who is the head of Marvel Gaming, described it as the quote-unquote Iron Man of Marvel console games. Meaning that he saw it as, you know, opening up a whole universe like 2008's Iron Man film did. So yeah, it's it's interesting. That it, everyone's been very hush-hush about how the Avengers game might connect, but as we've talked about before, like there is an Avengers tower that is very prominent in the Spider-Man game's rendering of New York City. And it seems as though, like, if you're going to do that and then make an Avengers game, it would be really weird to not have those connect in some way, especially given, like, that quote from him. So it'll be fun right. to see how it plays out, literally. And there's other shout-outs to the Avengers in the Spider-Man game as far as the dialogue. Like, they talk right. about other things. Right, right. So that would be kind of crazy to follow. But talk to me about this Morbius thing. Are they trying to set up a Sinister Six thing man and how in the world are they going to pull this off bringing them into the mcu so yeah this is so interesting like i think we have to go back to the amazing spider-man 2 for a moment um i don't know if you saw that movie it's widely considered the worst spider-man movie ever made um <laughs> i did see it, it was, yep it was mark webb's second in in what was gonna be a trilogy and and beyond and the reason that i bring that up is that movie was supposed to launch the Sony Spider-Verse, which was going to have a Sinister Six movie and a Venom movie connected to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. And basically, this whole thing separate from the MCU. Of course, then Amazing Spider-Man 2 kind of tanked and the whole Marvel deal happened. We got Tom Holland into the MCU and all of that was scrapped until, I guess, all of the weirdness this past summer with, you know, is Tom Holland in the MCU or is he now out of the MCU? And I, I'm thinking, I mean, we got some indications from Kevin Feige after that whole thing went down 
that quote unquote Spider-Man is the only hero that has the power to travel between different cinematic universes or, or something like that. <laughs> um, Lame. <laughs> and I know it was like, but it felt like a very intentional statement on his part. And so I think everyone's kind of been on the lookout for, okay, does that mean that there's a Venom crossover? Because that was a movie that had a surprisingly strong uh, box office showing last year. Despite critic response, by the way. Right, right, right. So I think (laughs) this is not a movie that the Morbius movie is not where I would have expected this crossover to show up for the first time. But I have thought often that, you know, in the MCU, John Watts movies have been laying the groundwork for a Sinister Six, like the Vulture and Mysterio are both parts of that original Sinister Six. And, but then I've been thinking, well, now we're getting to the third movie. I don't know how many they're, they're going to want to do. And they're kind of running out of time to set up a Sinister Six. And so part of me is like, well, yeah, maybe this is how they're going to do it. Maybe they're going to link it into these separate Sony movies. Maybe Sony's going to try to do kind of more of these villain themed movies, you know, in line with, with kind of the success that we're seeing from Joker on the DC side. Um, I don't know. It's, it's the craziest thing to me about the whole thing though, is not well Michael Keaton's appearance totally blew me away but then the fact that you have the image from the PS4 game but of the Sam Raimi suit then it's like okay so we have (laughs) (laughs) right we have every base covered basically yeah yeah we have Michael Keaton that I mean so that that has to mean that this is in some way taking place in that universe and that to me is pretty big because that that okay a couple things then we can move on but on the one hand that means that this movie and maybe retroactively the venom movie which critically the venom movie like you said was not received super well marvel movies have been so like the quality control under kevin feige has been up to a certain standard we've talked about that over and over right, again right it seems weird that he would you know, relinquish some of that control unless it was really good. Yeah. Right? That, like, yeah. why give that up then? Well, and 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 again, like, yeah, once you, because I would assume Sony, if they're going to have, they're not going to want to start, you know, splicing up which of their movies involving Spider-Man characters are or aren't linked to Tom Holland. And I think once you get there, even, it, the other thing is, like, even if people like us know officially which movies are and aren't MCU canon, Right, generally, yeah. Get it. There's no They'd be way. So confused. Yeah, so it's like I think what this tells me is, unless this is like a total case of misdirection, I think Sony, these Sony Which Spider it could movies be, are because we don't know. It, it could be, it could be. But from what it, from the fact that that's the last scene in the trailer, from what I can tell at this point, I'm getting the sense that Marvel Studios is is linking in these Spider-Man movies and that is something that I did not expect to happen in no. this way. So, but we'll see. Like like I said, we don't we don't know for sure. We won't know until we see the movie, but the thing is if Tom Holland even makes a cameo, I feel like as a fan now we have to accept that as canon. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if he's in it, it's like I'm not going to start separating the two like you said. So, we'll see. I will also add that because I'm such a fan of the video game, if if they don't tie these movies into the Spider-Man we know, it would still be fun for me to keep seeing more Sinister Six villains 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like you said, we already had two of them. Right. I feel like they've taken a very conscious effort to not redo some of the villains because Spider-Man is such a unique case where we have all these different versions of Spider-Man. Right. Right. Like right. five other movies in the last 20 years that were before Tom Holland's version. And in those movies, you had Green Goblin, Sandman, Doc Ock, right? Right, And right, so it makes right. sense to me that they started the first two Marvel Spider-Man movies with Vulture and Mysterio because they're not trying to repeat. But right. I'll just be interested to see, do they tie any of those things in? Do they redo one of those villains? Do they keep pushing to a new villain because of that? But I just... I think it could be kind of fun for me as a fan to see something like that, even if it's not this Morbius trailer. Does well, that make sense? No, totally. And, and that's why I think, while Michael Keaton showing up in the trailer was the most shocking thing for me, I think in some ways the most confusing and interesting thing is like that PS4 image because, Kyle, I don't know if you saw the Venom movie that came out two years ago, but what was interesting is... At the end of that film, there's this little thing that's that's like, you know, elsewhere in the multiverse or, or Spider-Verse. And then we get this quick scene from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse that was kind of like a preview for that before that hit the theaters a few months later. Which is also kind of crazy because that's showing that the Venom movie is in the same universe as this animated Spider-Man movie. And all of that is making me think that, like, is the fact that we're getting a specific iteration of Spider-Man from a very popular Spider-Man video game alongside an MCU Spider-Man villain, like, is Sony setting up some kind of, like, crazy, like, expansive Spider-Verse thing? Has to be, because we talked about this earlier. The fact that Vulture and Michael Keaton specifically shows up means we have to Pay attention now. Yeah. It either has to be that they're going to make two versions of Vulture with the same actor, in which case people are very confused, or they're trying to tie it all together. Yeah, and and again, if they, if they had just done that and had, you know, like the homecoming suit or the Stark Spider-Man suit in that picture in the alleyway, that would have been one thing. But I saw someone on Twitter say basically either someone in the art department for this Morbius film like royally messed up with that and we're all just reading way too much into it, which is always a possibility. Or that was an intentional shout out to these different versions of Spider-Man that may not exist. <laughs> what in this if it's world, just you know? an ad for the video game in the movie? <laughs> right. I mean, we've got, you know, synergy. We've <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But anyway, so yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. Let us know your thoughts, uh, especially if we have any comic book fans out there. I'm curious to hear kind of how you think this movie is going to shape up and what your thoughts are on its impact on the MCU. What's next, Kyle? Okay, so just kind of chugging along here to our next stop on our journey with our Disney Plus shows. Yes. One, the WandaVision show has been pushed up actually, from 2021 to 2020. So sometime this year. Love that. They will be releasing on Disney Plus six one-hour-long-ish episodes. Yeah, and uh, this has been out for a bit, but I I don't know how many people know Kat Dennings, who plays Darcy in uh, Thor and Thor the Dark World. Gosh, how we bring Legendary up- Legendary I don't even character. try to have these Thor Dark World references. They just, they happen. It, anyway. The movie was that the movie important. Was that significant. But yeah, so Darcy is supposed to make an appearance in this WandaVision show, which is a role that I don't think anybody expected, but we're getting it. So that's exciting. <laughs> 
that would have been towards the bottom of actors I thought were going to be making a cameo <laughs> right. coming back. So, but yeah, so 2020 um, WandaVision. Also, there have been reports that Hawkeye, the Disney Plus show, has been delayed indefinitely, maybe even, but Disney has recently refuted those reports. Right. So, this being a news episode, we thought we'd just let you know, but we don't know the answer to that yet. Yeah. So you might have you might have seen some grumblings on the internet, but Disney was pretty quick to deny it. So I, I think at this point we have to assume things are moving along as planned unless we hear something firm. It will be fascinating to see what is it like for us as fans of the MCU to have these shows fill in gaps. I'm just I'm interested to follow along with this format. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm still anxious about it, but yeah, we'll see. Moving along, the last thing on our news episode is about two of the films coming out in the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. First off, the second Doctor Strange movie, which is supposed to, by the way, have Wanda in it, right. rumored. And Loki, uh, apparently. Doctor Strange. Oh, and Loki. All the magic people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> magic the Gathering right here. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is getting a different director, correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, this movie, which is set to release in May 2021, which it's crazy, is really not that far away at this point. Um, Especially to be changing directors. Yeah, so the last time this happened was whenever uh, Peyton Reed came in to take over for Edgar Wright on the first Ant-Man film. That was a pretty controversial moment because Edgar Wright has a lot of diehard fans out there for people that love like the Scott Pilgrim movie or uh, Baby Driver that has come out since then. Um, that was, again, like that was 2015. We've seen a lot more um, consistency with Marvel's directors since then. You know, we haven't had people jumping around as much. Well, we should note that he is just moving from director to executive producer. So he's not fired. Yeah. So I'm sure he's around in some facet. Yeah. Well, no. So that is true. Although I, my understanding is um, that you're, whenever you've worked on a script and have worked on kind of developing a film and then step away from it, you were typically oh. given an EP credit just for your work. So he may far. be gone legit other than what he's done already. Yeah, but I don't okay. I don't get the sense that he was fired. I mean, it seems sort of like the Edgar Wright thing again where I, I think that there were just legitimate creative differences. Um, I don't know what that means for us. I think the first instinct, you know, kind of on Twitter has been, oh, well, you know, uh, Scott Derrickson wanted to take this in directions that Marvel wasn't ready for yet because like we've talked about, he said he kind of wanted to add more horror elements to this. He's pretty much only done horror films other than Doctor right, Strange. Right. You know? I, I'm, I'm not so quick to jump to that place though because I, I think maybe what's harder for directors is that Kevin Feige I think just has very clear ideas of what he needs these movies to do and you can either like that or not like it but like as the right as but the, you have to execute it yeah it's like as the universe is getting more connected it's just like and he's very aware of of everything having to tie up in certain ways and so i just wonder if it's just you know scott derrickson wanted to take the character not in like a bolder direction but just somewhere that wasn't going to serve like the greater narrative could be again this is all conjecture but i i i my only reason in saying that is I am loath to always jump to like, oh, well, the big bad studio is trying to keep the director right, from right. being creative. Like, I think that's kind of a tired narrative that's not always accurate. 
Right. Okay, and the last tidbit is actually the tidbit I am most excited about of all this stuff we've been talking about. Oh, yes. And uh, there's rumors out there that Christian Bale is possibly in the running for some part in Thor Love and Thunder, the fourth Thor movie. Yep. And I'm a diehard Christian Bale fan as far as sure. I enjoy most of his performances. So this was really exciting for me. This this piqued my interest. Well, and I don't know if there's any basis for this other than just, again, Twitter speculation, but there are rumors that he'll be playing a character called Beta Ray Bill. I don't know if you're familiar with that character, Kyle. Um, I absolutely am not. But people are now going around saying Beta Ray Bale. Um but Ooh, he is, it, it's it's an 80s, I think Walter Simonson creation where it was this kind of alien with this really uh, kind of iconic like horse-ish appearance. You should go look it up if you're listening right now and have access to Google. Um, and uh, for a while, Thor is not wielding Mjolnir and this kind of alien dresses up as Thor and acts as Thor for a long time and it's, Kind of a fan favorite. Okay, character. but okay, but before we get way down this rabbit hole, one, we don't even know if Christian Bale's going to be in it. Sure. Two, we don't know that he's going to be playing that character. And three, they always spin off the comic books, anyways. So don't get your heart set on one thing. They always twist it in some way. No, 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 totally. I'm just saying. I listen. I'm just trying to. I'm, <laughs> I'm just easy there. I'm, easy, I'm just, Rob. <laughs> I'm just reporting what is out in the Twitter, the Twitterverse. Um, so people kind of know what's what, what all of the other. And I'm just Marvel reminding you that about. it's all rumors at this. It point. It is all rumors. Even the Christian Bale appearances is rumored at this point. So, but no doubt, who knows if it does happen? You heard it here first. <laughs> well, <laughs> true. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. They probably didn't at this point, but I love that maybe they did hear it here first. There you so. go. Good. Well, that's about all the breaking news I have. How about you? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, I, it's a lot, you know, and I'm excited as we get closer to Black Widow to kind of unpack more of what we get there. But we're getting we're getting close. It's it's just a few months away, and we've got another official MCU entry, which is crazy because we haven't had any since we started this podcast. That's true. We haven't had a new movie since we started. Wow. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll start to hear more about the Eternals as well um, as we get closer to that in November, and really. Once we kind of get a little bit further into this year, we're going to be really chugging along. There's going to be a lot of content coming, so we will be excited to kind of keep keep you guys informed through all of that. We'll be on the forefront of that conversation, so keep listening. We will keep you updated. That's a promise from Robbie and Kyle. There you go. We will tell you what's new in the MCU. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been Friends from Work. <laughs> Beta Ray Bill is a weird looking horse. I just Googled it. <laughs>